So, welcome back. It's been a very long time since my last podcast. Every month, I'd say, uh, just before Christmas. So, welcome back. Sorry about the long wait. And it's a new year. Donald Trump's president of the USA. I finished my exams. Uh, another fact is that about 5 million sharks probably died. And there wasn't some underwater disaster. Or, you, I suppose you could call it that. But an average of about three sharks die every second. And about 100 million sharks are killed every year. Sounds quite shocking. And, we, you know, we don't really hear much about it. Um, the issue with the... Isn't, like, actually the fishing of sharks. But because, like many other species, they are a fish. And they're a food source for countries. You know, we eat fish here. And particularly developing countries. It's the sustainability of the process and shark finning is the process of removing the fins from the sharks whether they're caught illegally or legally and then returning the body or the carcass to sea often still alive they just butcher them as soon as they bring them on board and chuck the uh, carcass back over board and back into the sea and that's so common because the meat of the actual carcass isn't desirable for traditional dishes it's not as highly valued as the fins uh, this first first sort of brought to my attention when I watched Gordon Ramsay's Shark Bait. It is available on YouTube, and I really, really do recommend that you go and watch it because I can't stress how informative and eye-opening it is. It was really well done and well written. And credit to Gordon Ramsay. And I've said from the start that I wanted to make people aware and educate them on things that they don't hear about day to day, especially in like the UK. We don't really hear about this because this trade is extinct in our country. We don't really eat shark. There's no sharks in our water, which ultimately means we don't have shark fisheries. And that is partly down to the fact that we did used to fish our waters for sharks. But trophic downgradings caused the loss of native sharks in the British seas, especially as well as the other large fish, such as tuna, which may have surprised you. But we did, in fact, used to have large tuna fishery in Scarborough and the East Coast. But that's all gone now because we, we overfished it. Um, so I believe it's so important to increase the sustainability in all the countries that do conduct this that still fish sharks, otherwise you know, it's going to drive the rest of the species into extinction. And there are over 480 species of sharks in the ocean, but some of which have decreased by up to you know 90% in the last 20 years, just due, due to unsustainable fishing processes. And you know, they can be caught either long line, trawling, nets, and a lot of the time it's, it's bycatch to, you know, fishing vessels that are out there for a different species, but this whole uh, process of trawling just, it just desiccates the ocean because it just brings in as much as they can grab really, it's like a, a collective fishing, and they pick what they need and, you know, chuck the rest over, but that process means that by the time they hauled all of the net on board, fish have been trapped in these nets and sharks you know have to keep moving to stay alive and to flow the water through their gills to get oxygen sharks don't sleep they can't remain immobile they have to keep moving to mean that they survive so it's not infrequent that the shark will die before it's even brought on board and then once it is brought on board you know they're butchered alongside with the other fish and chucked back overboard um and you know that's sort that's just how it is. That's just the process that has been adopted, and it's Chinese delicacies and Oriental 
delicacies that are the widespread cause of the problem because they use fins of sharks in oriental soups you know they cut them off they bring them back lengthy drying process carried out across vast rooftops and there's thousands millions of fins and the carcass isn't used in these foods and that's up to 95 percent of the body that's just discarded and completely like, irrelevant and it's the epitome of wastefulness i mean using one to five percent of something that you catch and letting the rest just go to waste it's it really is <laughs> the top of unsustainability and much like i've highlighted in the last podcast with ivory and elephants they're animals that are hunted solely for their fins so the same as elephants are hunted just for their horns it's killing a massive part of this ecosystem and then wasting most of it anyway it's it really is unsustainable and the delicacy that's used to be enjoyed or used to be enjoyed by Chinese emperors during the Ming dynasty Um, but it's now quite a popular dish across China and each pound of shark fin sells for around $450 which equates to about £350 so like up to a kilogram is worth £500 and to put that into perspective an average adult hammerhead shark may have between five and ten pounds of fin weight um which brings in over one thousand five hundred pound per shark so much the same with ivory it's hard to combat such a like a lucrative trade that brings in so much money to the economy of these countries especially with china having over one billion people the seventh of the global population they just require such large food supplies that removing something like this these fishing methods is not really unviable as of yet but nine out of ten shark scientists in a recent survey believe that the establishment of shark fisheries isn't actually a bad idea because it makes the process sustainable and it eradicates all the illegal and sustainable processes any fishing companies that do want to do it can then enter the trade legally and you know it'd be regulated and it's a common theme across most areas of food production at the moment and that is sustainability because it'll only continue to rise with the ever-increasing population of the world making sustainability one of the biggest issues worldwide so current strategies are actually employed like the one there's one in taiwan they put restrictions and quotas you're only allowed to bring back a certain weight of shark that you bring back to the dock but you're not allowed to it's not purely fins you have to bring the shark back with the fins so that the whole weight of the shark um, accumulates in the quotas that they're allowed but you know the enforcement of this laws has caused all fishing companies to become all privatised I hate to keep going back to Gordon Ramsay but it was just the best form of evidence was as soon as this law was in place this big fishing company removed moved itself from public dockland to private dockland and they've got these fences over a couple of meters high with like barbed wire you know, these gates that are guarded by actual like paid security and just for fishing purposes it seems very excessive but it just means that they've, you know they might have something to hide and it just makes enforcing this law so hard and regulations become so questionable um, especially in poorly developed countries they have weaker infrastructure and unfortunately they are prone to corruption and big fishing companies can afford you know, these bribery costs and 
even turn cause officials to turn these blind eyes on the things that they're doing. And it just implies the big money that is involved in the shark finning industry. Uh, but there's other implications as well, including the ecological effects. Uh, I mentioned earlier uh, trophic downgrading, and that's when apex predators in food chains, um, they exist at the top of their respective food chains, so they're hunted or they die from predation that they're not adapted to. Because if you're at the top of the food chain, you know, you're the big dog, nothing's coming after you, you're not being hunted. So you, you've not got that selective pressure to adapt or evolve a mechanism to evade a predator above you because you're at the top of your food chain but unsurprisingly it happens when we humans get involved so predators like sharks they've ruled oceans for millennia so they've not had to adapt to any predators um, they they are the epitome of evolution um, but this downgrading that's caused by us coming along with our big nets and trawlers They've got no innate aversion to hunting methods that we developed over the last couple of hundreds of years. And going back to this trophic downgrading, having done all the research that I've done for this podcast, it's been enlightening to me as well. But it's not just the shark finning trade that's just creating this overall decrease in the um, population of sharks. It's it's coupled with you know man's fear of sharks in the water. Uh, unfortunately people have developed this perception that a shark in the water means that the water is not safe and so removing the sharks from the water is the only way to make water safe just for activities like surfing, bathing and unfortunately it led to methods like shark nets being introduced into the waters on coasts and these shark nets were originally called gill nets or also known as gill gill nets and that's because it's preventing this flow of oxygen through the water and through the gills of the animals and originally thought to be such a great idea I mean it's a barrier that can stop the sharks from getting to bathers on the shoreline it's you know it's a surefire way to prevent shark attacks and it was the situation was made even worse by jaws I mean hopefully if you're listening you've, you've watched it and you know that it, it created this like panic and it was based not on fiction but non-fiction uh, actual events that happened but obviously exaggerated and it created this idea in people's heads that sharks are bad they hunt humans and that man killers but they're not it's completely twisted you probably hear about this a lot because it's becoming more and more prevalent as we see the decrease of these shark populations because people think that they're killers and they're out to get us and these nets that were put in place don't just catch sharks but it's like marine mammals that are also just as endangered like humpback whales can be caught in these nets and turtles and it is just killing everything Uh, thankfully they've been they're starting to be replaced and I've I've watched a really interesting video by a man called Tom Peshak who's a photojournalist with the Save Our Seas Foundation and he, he summed it up really well by saying if if we can send man to the moon and all these technological advances why can't we invest them in saving our planet's species as well developing new technologies so that we don't have to use rudimentary nets that just you know create this well barrier but if a shark gets through theoretically it's trapped with all the swimmers anyway so 
it could even increase the incident of shark attacks and shark bites on humans but the number of shark attacks dwindles every year it's so infrequent it's just that they're always blown out of proportion and so it's all these different effects accumulating on the overall population that just makes them such an endangered species you know sharks play a massive role in ecosystems uh, so the downgraded means that there's reduced direct predation on the trophic level below them in their food chain or the prey of the sharks so if you've got less sharks then there's less sharks eating their prey and this includes species like grouper and snapper and that means their populations begin to increase but that creates an increased predation on the herbivory fish that will consume algae um, so if their numbers start to decrease the number of algae increases and this can cause death of the coral reefs and the populations of different species that lie on the bottom of the ocean that are regulated by these herbivory fish so it's the knock-on effects that has that this fishing has and the killing of these sharks has on the whole ecosystem that's taken m millions of years to reach this sort of equilibrium state where it's it's developed its own ecosystem and then as soon as we come in it's it all goes to pot and you know you may start finding that your local chippy starts to get gradually more expensive because we can't sustain the production of fish and we can't go out and you know catch the fish that you're used to eating because it's so unsustainable that you know we we think that we've got this sustainable yield but realistically we've overfished them to the point where they can't reproduce fast enough and then it just creates this decline in the population all the way to extinction because they can't turn it around fast enough because they're not adapted to you know being caught in these nets and thousands at a time being dragged to the surface so it's just another example of the unprecedented impacts on the ecosystems of our world that we have and a stark reminder that we should be so much more responsible in our methods to further our own survival and just stop being so selfish uh, it's been such a good topic for me to do a podcast on because i do i do think it's coming to the forefront of you know ecology and i think people are realizing that the more we see the oceans changing the more we realize that uh, maybe we are having a bit too much of an impact maybe we are fishing too much and hopefully the key aspect you've got from this is sustainability and you know integrating that into our methods so that we can help preserve these species for future generations and that it's not just gonna through our selfishness cause the loss of other species not just the sharks but like all of the other ecosystems in the ocean and i hope that it's made you aware and as i said you might not have heard about all this in you know your common day-to-day -day lives and i hope you found it as interesting as i did to hear about it if you're listening and now you know the extent of shark finning in the world and if you want to do something about it i mean just increasing the awareness as i'm doing now there's various different charities out there save the oceans all you've got to do is just type in shark conservation it's so prevalent because it is so necessary at the moment and so i hope and i'm having an impact on you so thanks for listening and hopefully it won't be as long 
until the next podcast goes out as it took for this one to come out but uh, I won't be as busy now hopefully <laughs> so thanks for listening and I'll catch you later